Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. Sounds sincere. But I deny everything I'm apologizing for. So that's Governor Cuomo of New York. I don't care who the governor of New York is, just like uh, New Yorkers don't care who the governor of California is. But uh, the fact that a scumbag would get to act like this for decades, probably his whole life, and get away with up up until now is really quite imagine uh, amazing. Yeah, he's a pig and a creep. He's a creepy pig, and he's finally getting <laughs> brought to justice. Apparently, there's uh, the uh, attorney general of the state of New York has uh, released this uh, report, which is highly, highly uh, critical and damaging to Cuomo. Clip number thirty-one. The independent investigation has concluded that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, and in doing so, violated federal and state law. New York Attorney General Letitia James making a stunning announcement today that an independent investigation by her office found Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed at least 11 current and former staff and state employees. These interviews and pieces of evidence reveal a deeply disturbing yet clear picture. You know, Sean's thing was always uh, they wouldn't be doing this if it didn't work. How often did it work? And we haven't heard from those women. Oh, that the uh, gals went ahead and figured, hey, he's got power and money over Why the not? years. I don't know. I don't know that. But. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I, I, you know, I've known a, enough guys who are the Cuomo sort who just do it because they like it and because they know nobody can do anything back to them. Yeah. Uh, Cuomo, who earlier See, whiningly I, apologized. Yes. I think most of us are just horrified by the idea. You know, if we do something that that's just they're, they're going to have this view of me or or feeling about me, just just horrifying to know that that exists out there. And then there are guys like Cuomo that don't care at all. Well, a lot of them are contemptuous of women. You know, they're the great brave defenders of liberalism, but they really are contemptuous of women. You think that's it? They just don't. They, 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 you know, the old phrase, you don't have respect for women like they really don't. They just don't care. I think there's a lot of that, yeah, huh. absolutely. Now, keeping in mind that Cuomo whiningly apologized when he first got into trouble, let's hear the part of the report that deals with his response, 33. In a pre-recorded message, Governor Cuomo defiantly denied the allegations. I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. Cuomo's lawyer then released an 85-page rebuttal to the independent investigation. The vast majority included page after page of dozens of photos showing Cuomo hugging and kissing people and politicians, claiming his accusers are unfairly characterizing and weaponizing his everyday interactions. I am 63 years old. I've lived my entire adult life in public view. That is just not who I am, and that's not who I have ever been. Cuomo then characterized the investigation as a political witch hunt. Politics and bias are interwoven throughout every aspect of this situation. Of course, we got to point out that the president, you have Biden there, or whatever clip that is, the president of the United States actually called for him to go, which is a pretty big deal. Your governor of New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's, he's sort of the gold standard. Uh, that's a different clip. How yeah, about 43? 
Are you now calling on him to resign? Yes. And if he doesn't resign, do you believe he should be impeached and removed from office? Let's take one thing at a time here. I think he should resign. I understand that the state legislature may decide to impeach. I don't know that for a fact. I've not read all that data. Well, Biden has been a senator since he is 29. He's 78 now. Uh, Cuomo's <laughs> in his 60s, and his dad ran New York. So you know Biden and the Cuomo's have been, you know, at the dinner table together in their, each other's homes many, many times over the years. Oh, they, sure, They yeah. have to be very close. What is the story with saying he ought to resign? Well, if he doesn't resign, should he be impeached? I'm not saying anything. What? I don't get that at all. I don't know. Of course, he's a confused old man. (laughs) When I'm a confused old man, I hope the young whippersnappers of the world cut me a little slack, too. Uh, That's a heck of a thing, though, when the president of the United States says you got, of your own party, says you need to resign. Yeah, I haven't seen polls in New Yorkers. I mean, they let him skate for killing all those oldsters, but they're going to get him for patting some woman on the butt. Yeah, that, not that, that I'm excusing that or anything. Yeah, that I do find that 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 troubles me. That that's appalling, really. That he was going to get to stay in office for covering up that he killed thousands of elderly people. The mistake I can I can let him slide on because you can you make mistakes, but you don't get to cover it up. That's the whole point of being a public servant is that you try to serve the public, and if you're covering up killing old people, you're not much of a public servant. But he was going to get away with that easily. You grab a boob, can't have that, though. So, uh, Michael, give me the whining apology again, followed by clip 38. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. Trial by newspaper or biased reviews are not the way to find the facts in this matter. Okay, so he's going to fight it. Fight it, you, you pig. Go ahead. What's the whole, I'm 63, I've lived my life in public view. Yeah, and all these people are coming forward and saying, you touched them. What, and then you're so big and powerful, you scared everybody to death. And so nobody dared blow the whistle on you, Harvey Weinstein of New York. But are you trying to say that because you didn't stick your hand down her blouse and grab her boob on camera? Like, while the camera was on? Exactly. How do you like Harvey Cuomo-Steen as a nickname for him? Wow, that's rough. So yeah, one probably... more you could throw in there? Yeah, let's see. What's, Harvey uh... Jeffrey Cuomo-Steen. I guess you got them all. <laughs> you going to throw in old Jeff? What's his name? <laughs> Epstein. He didn't kill himself. Uh, give me uh, June Kim, the U.S. Attorney for New York in clip 34. In the report we find that the governor, on numerous occasions, engaged in conduct that constitutes unlawful sex-based harassment. Specifically, we find that the governor sexually harassed a number of current and former New York State employees. He did so by, among other things, engaging in unwelcome and non-consensual touching, and also repeatedly making comments of a sexualized or gender-based nature. I'm truly and deeply sorry. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. I'm Frosty. I've always thought he sounds like Frosty the Snowman. He does have a bit of that slow-talking thing going. The world's dumbest cartoon character. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. His head's made of snow. You can't fault a brother for that. (laughs) He got no synapses up there. Got a carrot for a nose. 
Yeah, exactly. So Cuomo's going to fight it. Go ahead, you pig. Uh, I did, uh, fight it. Uh, that'll be more fun to watch. So I kept, I keep uh, hearing uh, a look back on the big explosion in Beirut. Remember when we watched that on the video and it happened in live and everything like that? I, but I, I, it didn't occur to me why they're telling us this. That was a year ago today, that giant mm-hmm. explosion of that warehouse in Beirut. I would have told you four months ago. It's just, man, the way time flies and the COVID thing. I might have done the opposite. I might have said three years ago. I have no (laughs) grasp anymore. Yeah, somebody told me the other day that the COVID thing has thrown off people's uh, uh, time uh, a lot. Well, good. I'm glad it's not just me. I think it's either a a lot more recent or a lot longer ago. It's just we we lost the, the, the normal flow of time got so interrupted that we really can't place things in our heads anymore. Yeah, I get that because you use events as signposts, or you know, just kind of the rhythm and of life. Nothing totally happened for a year. Yeah, and not much. You know what occurs to me? You know what we should have done? We should, uh, let's play. Let's get, do one, one or two more Cuomo clips. This is Nora O'Donnell with Charlotte Bennett, who's one of the uh, the alleging victims in Forty. The governor said today that he accepts responsibility and that he's making changes. Do you believe him? Accepting responsibility means stepping down. And not only is he not stepping down, but he's outright denying the things that he did. So I don't believe him, and I don't want an apology. It's not necessary. It's fake. And his propaganda video was not only uncomfortable and inappropriate, but downright weird and unnecessary. She's a plain-spoken gal. I appreciate her. Well, the problem with a lot of these scandals I've always had with is, you know what his ultimate penalty is going to be if he does resign? He'll just be a really rich, powerful guy for the rest of his life in private. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't get quite the, uh, because I don't live for politics and I'm not part of the Beltway thing, uh, I don't get quite the joy out of people resigning that others seem to he had to resign yeah so now he's just gonna live on a yacht and play golf and drink expensive wine for the rest of his life and continue probably to stick his hand in the blouse of women just in his private life so what do you want you want him dragged into the uh, the street and uh, and beaten or uh, how about this brand him with a pig's face <laughs> barbarian so everybody knows he's a pig i believe that would be cruel and unusual <laughs> what's the problem with that it's just it's, 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 don't don't act like these people resigning and going back to their cushy lives is some sort of punishment. Ah, we got you. Okay, yeah. wow. They didn't get to live out the last year of their term. Okay, whatever. Especially when some machine politics goon is just going to take over in right. New York, given exactly. the nature of his that's, politics. That's why I don't get that excited about these things. So, it's similar with uh, Gavin Newsom in California. I assume that the things will keep on keeping on the way they are. Maybe that's too cynical. I don't know. Yeah, well, you're probably right, but... I'm probably too cynical? Meh. Meh! No, things that go on the way they are. (laughs) Who knows? Some worse union-loving idiot would take over in in California. Some worse flack for the the powers that be. Uh, Oh, I don't know. That's still worth trying. So we got this weird thing right now, and we've had it for quite a while now. Uh, You're a landlord. Your tenants don't have to pay your rent or mortgage, maybe, uh, for banks. Um... And how long do they get to do that? And what are you, where are you supposed to come up with the money that you need for owning the place? Um, well, the CDC has extended the ban of evictions, even though 
The president himself said it's unconstitutional just two days ago. We'll bring you out the Well, very... and the Supreme Court agreed with him. Yeah, we'll bring you the very latest on that coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The recommendations are uh, for kids under 12 uh, that they avoid being in places where they might get infected, which means recommendations of mask wearing in schools and at at home. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Having (laughs) 12-year-olds and their parents wear masks at home. That guy should not be allowed to have any influence or exposure to modern society. He should immediately lose whatever gig he has. No, he's what is, What's that fool's name? <laughs> Francis Collins of the NIH. He is the guy that said over the weekend on Fox, and I, I liked it when he said it because uh, Dana Perino, who was hosting Fox News Sunday, had a look on her face like, are you effing kidding me? When he said uh kids wearing schools all wearing masks all day in school all across the country would be worth it if we saved even one or two lives that is not the way normal people look at these things no if we no. would if we're going to do drastic measures to save one or two lives we're going to restructure society quite a bit every aspect of it every single aspect good god i, I, I i'm sure we could look up the statistics real easy uh, my son playing tackle football last night. I guarantee you more than, than two kids die every year from tackle football. You'd have to eliminate tackle football. Um, also, well, actually, the all examples sports. are sure, absolutely yeah. endless. No. Driving. You'd have to not only lower the speed limit 20 miles per hour, you'd probably have to outlaw driving. Compulsory uh, diets. One or that two people die at amusement parks every year. Have to get rid of those completely. Sure, it's outlaw smoking. It. It's yeah. worth it to save one or two lives. No, that's a stupid standard. You old outlaw crazy potato old man. chips. We have too many really ancient people in government making decisions, and their brains are addled. I think maybe that I, is a problem. I have a good friend had a freak accident, tripped and fell, and and, and smacked her face in her kitchen. Got outlaw kitchens. People die all the time in their damn kitchen. So this is kind of confusing. I'll read it the way they wrote it in the dispatch. One day after the White House said the Centers for Disease Control was unable to find legal authority to implement even a more targeted eviction moratorium, the CDC announced the implementation of a more targeted eviction moratorium. (laughs) The new order, which applies to areas experiencing substantial or high levels of community COVID, is now set to expire on October 3rd. So you still can't evict people if you got high COVID where you are up till October 3rd, even though the Supreme Court says, why is the CDC telling landlords whether or not they can evict people? They don't have the authority to do that. If there's going to be a law, Congress has got to pass it, then come and ask us if it's constitutional, saith the Supreme Court. Hey, uh, Mr. Uh, Your Honor, sir. Uh, I'm renting a place to this guy. Uh, he's a tweaker. He steals. He's not paid rent since the first month. As far as I can tell, he's never held a job. And none of this has anything to do even remotely with COVID. So why can I not boot his ass out again? Or my tenant is a good guy. I like him. He's always paid his rent on time. Uh, he's a decent person. He's a father of three. He goes to my church, but he hasn't paid rent in six months and if I can't pay my bank for my loan on this rental house, I'm going to lose it. So why does he get a priority over me is a right. perfectly reasonable question. 
Um, and Joe Biden said, and I quote, the bulk of constitutional scholarship says that it's not likely to pass constitutional muster. He said that two days ago. But we're going to do it anyway. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and why is he doing it? That question can be answered easily as he's being pressured from the left, including this Democratic congressman from New York, who I never heard of, named Mondaire Jones, slamming the Biden administration yesterday for a... Uh, an empathy deficit, not understanding that these people need help. And after this announcement, this unconst- clearly unconstitutional announcement was made today, AOC came out and said this is a huge victory for working families, this is a huge victory for the vulnerable, and it's a huge victory for the power of the direct action of not taking no for an answer. So those two strong Yay! people standing up for the renters. Nancy Pelosi, who's smarter than both of them and many other people combined, realizes she's got a whole bunch of landlords that are Democrats because more renting goes on in cities than anywhere else, and cities are overwhelmingly Democrat, and you've got a lot of landlords who ain't liking this at all. And that's why she said the other day, Congress isn't going to take this up. She specifically said we have a lot of landlords in the Democratic Party. Well, I like the idea that the Centers for Disease Control can, because there's a disease about, assume for themselves dictatorial powers with various aspects of the economy. How about, like, uh, I don't know, getting involved in the ice cream trade? No one can let ice cream melt because there's COVID, and that would affect, you know, people with that. What what is their limit? How about taxi cabs? How about, you know, movie shows? Can they control everything now? How about the president being okay with something that's clearly unconstitutional? Well, you've pointed out that happens more and more these days. It's virtue signaling. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Last question for you. That American flag around your shoulders looks pretty good. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> oh, man. We love you. So there is women's freestyle wrestling in the Olympics now, and uh, that's an American, a uh, black American, black woman, who, uh, you know, most of the athletes who have been kneeling for the national anthem and protesting America in sports over the last several years have been black Americans, and there she is talking about how much she loves America. Tamara Mensa Stock, what a sweetheart. Congratulations. I just wonder what her upbringing is or what her schooling was or why she came to the conclusion she came to about America versus other, you know, black people of her age group. I don't know. She's a Texan. I know that. Uh, the USA Today headline says world's first black woman to win gold in wrestling. That's a poor headline. Mm, no, she is not the world's first black woman. No, I'm I'm quite certain there have been some before her. I'm nearly positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad headline. <laughs> Speaking of black people, I'm wearing an Ice Cube t-shirt today. Crazy blanker blanker named Ice Cube. Um, yeah, he's been staring at me the entire show. I thought that was Easy E. Sorry, I'm a little vague no, on the whole. No, Easy E ripped off Ice Cube. Okay, all right. Now, some people think Easy E was portrayed poorly in the movie because he is dead, and Ice Cube and Dr. Dre had more, you know, this more to say about it. But Easy E ripped him off. Not cool, man. Has uh, Ice Cube ever been in an Ice T record? I don't. Seems know. like a natural. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Seems like it's practically Ice-T. required. <laughs> I don't know if they cross pads or not. I think they're like about a generation apart, practically. But 
Anyway. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's NWA, if you don't know. Uh, why am I wearing an Ice Cube t-shirt? I don't remember. I remember I got into it for a while. I watched the movie. I bought. I listened to the album. Keep that old school rap news coming. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, you can't get much less Compton than me. I mean, it'd be pretty hard. <laughs> it'd be pretty, you'd have to work at it. Um, a couple more things on the eviction moratorium, which is being extended by the president, even though um, he knows it's unconstitutional. So let me run through this, some of this because it's interesting. In most people's imagination, now I'm reading from uh, somebody I like from the Cato Institute. I forget whose name it was. It doesn't matter. But anyway, Cato Institute saying, in most people's imaginations, the affected landlords that would kick all these people out in their greatest need during COVID are large banks or real estate corporations. But that is not the case across the board. In May 2021, a Washington Post article cited U.S. Census data showing that 8 million rental properties are an average of nearly $6,000 behind on rent. That's a lot. And about half of those 8 million are owned by small landlords who manage their own rentals and depend on them for basic income. Most people who have rentals, you need the rent to be able to afford to own the place. That's the way you make it work out. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, because I had a rental property for a while. And what you're counting on is that the value of the property appreciates. That's really the only profit you make by the time you pay insurance and taxes and the rest of it. Sure. The uh, the rent you get is just covering your payment every month. No, I've never owned an apartment building. I think the math is different there, but I I really don't know. Um, boy, I don't know. An apartment building would be damn expensive. The, 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 the payment on that would be high. So on how sure. many rents you need to make that payment. Anyway, But anyway, this, this uh, Cato is specifically addressing the yeah, other small half, landlords. Half of the $8 million are small landlords. You got an average of $6,000 behind in rent. According to government estimates, a third of small landlords are at risk of bankruptcy or foreclosure as the pandemic continues into its second year. So you're going to have a whole bunch of people that lose those buildings. You morons out there are always talking about rents being too high. The rent uh, is too damn high. If a third to a half of the landlords out there lose their places how many more people like i don't own a rental and i'm not looking to own a rental anytime soon based on this information because it seems like a very risky bet by the way you got also this out there congress approved 46 billion dollars in rental assistance for landlords and renters that's still sitting in the bank because they can't figure out how to get the money out the door oh you know what that reminds me man i've been sitting on this all day i wanted to share this with you i thought it was a really interesting note from drew the millennial He writes, the billions of dollars which were supposed to compensate property owners for their lost rent during the eviction moratorium, the billions which have been, in theory, given to public schools for no good reason, the assistance for business owners, etc., virtually none of it has been distributed or used, as you've mentioned. Jack likes to say that this money is all sitting in accounts somewhere waiting to be handed out. I'm not convinced that that's the case. I believe that this money doesn't even exist. I'm convinced that Congress Congress recklessly scratched together some ill-conceived plan to hand out trillions of theoretical bollocks borrowed dollars and were unable to actually procure most of it they wrote the theoretical cash into law before they even attempted to verify that they could produce it and the little they have produced has conveniently gone out in the form of checks directly to voters or to the large industries which are most essential to their political success your thoughts so drew's idea is they wrote the laws thinking you know this money will never be procured and certainly never distributed we'll just say it will oh really so i would i would think that he was going with the they wrote the laws, and at some point, we're going to have to print enough money to actually pay this stuff off. But you're, well, that's the conventional wisdom, yeah. But so you're thinking that 
they didn't expect it to ever be printed or spent anyway. It was just like winning political favor. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know what We're to going think. to help it, you and everybody. Yay, let's vote Democrat. Or, this is one of the few moments that I really appreciate the uh, email line, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, because it's such an original thought. We've heard over and over again that uh, Congress procured $175 billion for schools, and the 110 of it is still, none of it's been handed out. And we've there are a number of programs. What was the program we were talking about yesterday? There's one of those giant relief programs that most of the money hasn't been handed out. Nobody knows how to get it. It's insufferably complex. The rest of it, I wonder... No, I don't know where it is. I, I, I certainly don't think it's as simple as it's sitting in a bank account somewhere. I don't I don't know how the whole thing works, though. I wonder if Nancy Pelosi said, what we'll do is procure a trillion dollars, uh, or we'll say, we'll write it into a bill, but then we'll never get around to actually printing it or procuring it or giving it out, and everybody will just kind of look at their shoes embarrassedly and not talk about it anymore. Well, you wouldn't be howling for it. Now, in the case of uh, landlords and renters, people might be howling about it, but I don't think the schools are going to be howling about it because they didn't need it. They didn't need the money at all. It's just extra money to wash around in bureaucracy anyway. Well, and it's gotten so confusing who's entitled to what and through what means that I think if you could nail down everybody who had money coming, according to the various relief packages, and alerted them to it, they might ask for a bunch of it. But I think a huge share, maybe even a majority, of these trillions of dollars they've written laws about, people don't even know. Who would you call, though? (laughs) You're the superintendent of the school. You were thinking you are going to get $200 million. Uh, and you haven't received a check yet. Who do you call? Well, I'd call the county. Who'd tell me you got to call the state? Who'd tell me you got to call the feds? Who'd tell me you got to call the county? <laughs> right. And I would spend the rest of my day like Sisyphus of old, driving myself insane. Who's smart? That's listening. The trillions of dollars that have been spent, but none of well has been allocated, but hasn't actually gone out the door yet. Where is that money? Has it been printed yet? Is it in an account somewhere? It's probably waiting for the Treasury to actually issue a payment. Now we're getting into paper money, which is confusing on its face. But fantasy expenditures? Printing is a... um, uh, It's not literally printed. So, yeah, if a school has uh, $100 million coming for COVID relief, even though COVID's over and they, they... It was all a lie... Um, ventilation systems and wipes, Clorox wipes, and all the other stuff. Um, they got a hundred million dollars come, but the, the 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 printing presses aren't going to print out a hundred million one dollar bills. One hundred dollar bills. And bring them to in a bag. So they no. just they just start writing. So it just shows up in an account, and exactly. then they start writing. They- rejigger the federal uh, books to say, yeah, $100 billion exists today that didn't exist yesterday, and we give it at a school. So it just makes our debt bigger, right? It goes to the yes. debt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the yeah the uh, the Federal Reserve sells bonds of that amount, although that's such a gross oversimplification. There's like two people on Earth who understand how it works, well, I'll tell you and this, they're not available. People who, who do understand it, their heads are exploding listening to us have this conversation. <laughs> Well, and, and then uh, Bitcoin f- factors in all of it as well, Jack. Why don't you handle that? Ah, that's funny. Our yeah, what line. a notion. So all of those trillions of dollars, not only have they not been spent, nobody expects them to be spent. It was just kabuki theater. 
to keep our optimism up. Burr or to buy votes? Yeah. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Explain in uh, 10 words or less what is going on. <laughs> no, I don't have the slightest idea. The, no. the amounts are so huge. Nobody ever in the history of the world has dealt in amounts this big. It's just, it's, it's completely new territory. And nobody has a grasp of, of how many programs there are, how much money they have, so who's supposed to be getting them, and how that's supposed to be handed out. In fact, some of the more uh, reasonable and easy-to-understand programs haven't distributed a tiny fraction, or have only distributed a tiny fraction of what they're supposed to give out. So five years from now, we might look back and, and realize that the whole thing was just fakery. I pledge $100 billion for portly right-handed golfers. And I'm thinking, yes, well, the, yes. And then 10 years later, nobody's gotten anything. I do know this a little bit, I think, just from the, the tail end of when uh, economies collapse or when countries collapse. That is kind of what it looks like at the end, right? It's all just make-believe. People are shoving money around, but it doesn't really exist. And that's how you end up with people actually, you know, the the proverbial wheelbarrow full of dollar bills to go get a loaf of bread to where just like everything is so fanciful and out of control that it just all collapses. Yeah, yeah. Well, it occurs to me that Congress kind of called the foul on themselves uh, by saying, hey, that uh, $450 billion or so that we said was going to go to this, that, and the other for COVID, let's put that in infrastructure instead. That was almost half of that trillion-dollar infrastructure bill. It was just mm-hmm. COVID funds that they decided to spend that they didn't. We got any landlords listening or renters who haven't uh, been paid or paid in a month? Text line 415-295-KFTC. They're going to extend that. Even though there are help-wanted signs, every single business you go into. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now it's the race to the line. Sydney, Sydney McLaughlin is bringing it to Dalila Muhammad. Muhammad's trying to hold on. McLaughlin on the inside to the line. It's going to be Sydney's time again. And it's a world record again. McLaughlin 51 47 blows her 51 90 away. There you go. Is that uh, American? Yep. The accomplishments of mankind. World record yes. and hurdles. Yeah. Yes! Beat her own world record. Uh, somebody texted this. We were talking about the where's all the money and the... <laughs> is it being? It's not being spent, but where is it exist? Not having to pay your rent because they got well, all the different stuff. Somebody texted, shovel-ready jobs, not shovel-ready enough. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Barack Obama, if you'll remember that uh, famous sure. clip where he said, I guess the shovel road jobs are not quite as shovel ready as I'd been told. That was $860 billion, and everybody went crazy over that. That's what caused the Tea Party to be formed, and uh, now it seems like a, a nothing now that we're trillions of dollars later. Anyway, on the whole, uh, not having to pay your rent or mortgage, I owed 34000 I'm owed $34,000 from a delinquent tenant since before covid the moratorium should not apply to people who stopped paying before COVID, but it does. Marco, small landlord in La Mesa. Wow. So they wow. were paying before the COVID, but then COVID hit and thought, oh, cool. 
Now they're thirty-four grand behind in their rent, and he's just supposed to eat that somehow. Yeah, boy, we received a couple of emails on the topic too, and they were asking how small are these small landlords? Are we talking dwarfs or uh, just diminutive? Duck-sized horses, horse-sized ducks, <laughs> landlord-sized ducks. I don't know exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jack, a little quiz for you. What do sand and chlorine have in common? I don't That's know. right. They're both minerals. <laughs> what? No. Did you can't, text that? You can't get either one of them. There's a nationwide chlorine shortage. They mentioned San Diego pools has oh. had to close some local public schools. They go through about 500 to 600 gallons of chlorine a week to, to treat all the pools, and they can't get any. Fascinating. My son the other day took him to the uh, the local pool. Had to register online for the hour and a half window because every hour and a half they make everybody get out of the pool and they disinfect the swimming pool area and everything like that. Well, because so many kids are getting COVID from outdoor surfaces. All this completely BS COVID theater that is not backed by science at all. All and they only allow like fifty people in there, including the parents and everything like that at a time. We're outside anyway. It's all just just complete crap. That the they don't have the convenience stand open, so you can't get anything to eat or drink. Anyway, it's all dumb. Um, but my son was swimming around in the pool, and he said, "Hey, Dad, I don't think there's any chlorine in this pool." I said, "Well, I think there's got to be," and he said, "No, there doesn't. There's no chlorine. I've been opening my eyes under the water. There's no chlorine in the pool. I'll bet there's not." And usually they keep it so burning strong in there to kill all the poo poo germs. You can't open your eyes. That's right. So there's a chlorine shortage. I'll be danged. And I just got a text from my wife. Uh, we have a vacant lot next door that uh, folks are going to build a house on. And really nice people, too. We've met them. We're looking forward to them being our neighbors. Uh, but the construction's been stalled for a couple of weeks now. And Judy texted, finally, the gal. And she said, yeah, our, our contractor uh, can't get any sand. We need sand for, I, I assume he's going to pound sand down a rat hole, um, or something has to do with the foundation, but they can't find any sand. So everything's come to a halt. I got a couple of big buckets of chlorine for the uh, the hot tub. Oh, yeah. Um, you could sell, seriously, put it on eBay. Yeah, probably should. Not yeah. using the hot tub anyway. It's 110 degrees outside. Hot tub's going to be a little split piece soupish, but uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> and then there's this story little, from... Little thick, little, you could eat it with a forkish... Oh, my. Put a little bacon in that thing, would you? Hey, kids. It's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Why not? Let's start with Michelangelo in the control room. He keeps us on the air. Michael, final thought. Yeah, I remember uh, many fine summers at the summer pool, uh, but... I would eat now and later, and I had braces, and I would break my braces, and my parents hated it. They what? hated the snack bar at the pool. What are now and laters? You don't remember those? They're hard candies. They're really mm. sweet, and you would, you're supposed to suck on them, but I'd get impatient, <laughs> and I would try and bite them, and then break the brace, yeah. Oh, my. Troubling tale. Uh, <laughs> young, young Alex, our producer, has a final thought. Alex? Yes, I do. We were talking about Ice T and Ice Cube doing a record together. Might I suggest a feature from Sugar Ray? There you go, huh? Delicious. Put it all together. <laughs> Sweet tea with ice cubes on a hot day. Beautiful. Jack, a final thought for us? Yeah, so I got to tell my son, yeah, there's a chlorine shortage. You're right. There is no chlorine in the pool. Stop opening your eyes in the pool. The urine, the fecal matter, you just don't want that in your eyeballs. 
My final thought is I took more delight than I should have that Bruce Springsteen's daughter and her six-figure horse did poorly at the Olympics. On the other hand, I don't see Bob Dylan's son in yachting or anything. It's bad for the brand, Bruce. God, Tell her she can ride Harleys, she can play horseshoes if she's drunk, and bowling. Bowling's okay. <laughs> Stay on brand. Are you going to make her change your name? or do? Is there anything else I can get you interested in other than the, like, the sport of kings and the, the most elite? Daddy, I like dressage. All right, baby. It's not like when I grew up in Freehold, New Jersey. Let me sing to you about it. We got no dressage horses down in Freehold. Are we out of time? I didn't even finish the first verse. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Let's see. Can you ride hooves with loves? Probably not. Probably shouldn't. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Man, the I'm Vax No Mask t-shirts are selling. And, ironically, the masks, the AG masks are selling like crazy. Wow. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Goodbye, sweet America. I am 63 years old. Well, Lottie frickin' God! Get Go away! I mean, I'm... Uh... And he was a powerful part of a part of a. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. Half season on that. This is beyond dumb. Dean's uh, recommendations of mask wearing in schools and at, at home. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> on that high note, thank you all very much.